Welcome to Salcedo Paranormal. It is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. And today I will be reviewing the last of the stories from H.P. Lovecraft, The Complete Fiction. As always, you can find all of the shows, along with all the links to social media and other ways to contact me at the podcast page. And that is salcedoparanormal.podbean.com. That's S-A-L-S-I-D-O, paranormal.podbean.com. Always happy to hear from you all, whether you have comments or questions or topic suggestions or stories of paranormal experiences, whether they're your own or from others that you trust. Happy to either read those or have you join me on the show to talk about them. And um, so this will be the last of the review shows for the stories from... This book that I've been working on, this will be part 16 of, all, of this, uh, reviewing this book. and um, But then I will still do, in a couple weeks, I will still do one show just on, the, on his fiction in general. In terms of patterns and similarities and differences in the stories. Um, and also I'll probably do a little section on uh, recurring characters because... This book was not, the writings in this book were not organized chronologically. So I end up jumping around a little bit um, in the process of uh, reviewing these stories. I didn't realize that until after. Um, so I will put some of those pieces together and then just talk about the, uh, just his his style and, and the paranormal concepts of his fiction in general. So, but that'll be in a couple weeks. Uh, next week we'll be having a uh, a roundtable discussion. There won't be a stream for that. That'll be um, next Wednesday night, Thursday morning, basically. Um, but it will come out around the same time as the episodes usually do on the podcast and YouTube feeds. So, And that's for next Wednesday night, Thursday morning. So it's still a little while. Um, but yeah, so it's really been amazing reviewing this book. Um, I mean, that's a lot of shows that I've been able to make out of this book, which is really um amazing so oh good there we go i'm um, just looking at the chat here so yeah um so i have this is going to be a longer episode i believe uh because i have eight stories here to talk about um might not be super long though because some of these were pretty fast uh fast listens didn't take much to listen to them <clears throat> so um i'll probably be able to breeze through uh, just speed through some of these stories pretty easily um, but yeah, thank you all for being here and listening. And also, um, before I started recording, thank you all to those who were here and who helped me, uh, who helped confirm that you all could hear me as I had a little bit of an issue recently tonight, actually, um, with the microphone set up, but everything appears to be okay. So that's the main thing. Um, so yeah, let me get to these stories here and then we'll, and we'll, uh, see how that goes um this i will get through all of these so this will be the last of these review shows um there's only eight and like i said some of them are super short so this first one i'm going to talk about here is called what the moon brings and um so this story is told from uh told by an unnamed narrator which is not uncommon uh 
and he basically describes a uh, dream world, dream situation, which is also a common theme in uh, in some of um, Lovecraft stories. And he goes through this garden one evening, and uh, in the moonlight, and because um, the moon is shining down, he um, he uh, finds this uh, stream, and it's uh, silent and sparkling, but it's also bright and um, and just it's uh, kind of gives an ominous feeling. And uh, the um, on the shores there are flowers, um, and uh, but they appear to have uh, faces in a way. Um, but uh, so yeah, there's um, let's see here. The uh, there's in the water there appear to be carvings of um i believe it's in the water um remains underwater of buildings which is also another common thing in um in lovecraft stories uh so and um the narrator sees this as he's um as he crosses this bridge he sees under under the water and uh he finds that this garden doesn't have an end as far as you can tell and um there are just it turns from a regular garden into a somewhat of a, a forest with again stone idols between um just in different places in this this garden and um again there are these faces that appear to be dead and they he gets this feeling from them like he's supposed to go on and on and um the stream continues uh nearby and he follows it until it becomes a river Again, going back to flowing water and energy, these ideas. Um, and he ends up coming to a sea. And so the, uh, the eventually the moon starts to go down. And as it does, the faces all around him start to, um, to fade. And let's see here. So... Uh, Eventually, he finds himself staring down at, again, the ruins of an ancient city, and it's basically a city of the dead, across, across and, and beneath the waters of the sea. And um, he sees a bird across the ocean, a condor, and wants to ask it about what happened here, but it's too far away. And again, this is a, sort of a dreamscape. And um, so the... Uh, Let's see here. So yeah, that's it's um he's he's going he wants to go um to, to figure out a way out of there, but he can't, and there's no end to all the situation here. And um he ends up jumping into the water, and that's where the dream the dream sort of ends. And uh just really a, a dark horror kind of story with um just references to water and again stones and ancient civilizations just a very uh haunting story in a way so that was the first one i actually listened to all of these today uh earlier so um i was only going to listen to the first five of the eight and then i just looked at all the 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 
<clears throat> how how long it was going to take to listen to all of them, and it wasn't that long. And so I just uh, went on ahead. Um, so, yeah, and uh, definitely always recommend people join the Discord uh, because um, sometimes people, such as uh, Derek, the Night Stalker, will uh, share images here, and he, he just shares um Looks almost like comic books, a comic book version of this, uh, the story. So that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, neat story. Just again, horror kind of haunting fantasy story. So um, I think uh, that's it for that one. Let me move on to the next one. And this one, the title is Polaris. And it's another short story. Um. And the narrator is talking again. There's this, uh, so far, I believe it's unnamed. Um, and so he has um, these long uh, sleepless nights, and he, he watches the night sky from his window, and he sees the star, of course, Polaris, this North Star. And, and he gets this feeling of a presence from it, which is also kind of, um, odd, it reminds me of my experiences with the blue orb light, the blue light that I've seen in the sky. Although this one is the opposite of that because this is, of course, negative. Uh, it's a horror story, and mine was not uh, not like that at all. But um, the narrator describes this uh, star as appearing almost to to wink, uh, like the basically the insane watching eye. Of uh, some creature that's um, out there trying to send a message, um, but of course unable to get anything really uh, across other than that. And um, so there's a swamp nearby. This in this that uh, near this house. Apparently, he's in this house that's out in the middle of nowhere. And um, and so he's he's alone out in this wilderness in this house but um this one night he has a dream uh and it's about a city of marble that's on a plateau between two mountains and polaris this the star is also there in that world and um so he looks and sees motion in the houses and sees Figures beginning to appear and and um, talk. So basically, just a city starting to come to life, and uh, they apparently talk in a language he didn't understand or he had never understood before, but he does now. But before he can uh, learn any more of that, he wakes up, and uh, so he's had many dreams of the city, um, and after a while. He uh, he became tired of just existing there as an observer, and he wants to be within that city more uh, more fully in a physical form. And so he starts to um, focus on that more, and uh, he starts to wonder as things start to change within that world, that dream world, if there is. Um, away if this is really happening somehow and um <clears throat> so one night in this uh city he's listening to the conversations going on here 
<coughs> excuse me. And um, as he's doing this, he realizes he's gaining this physical form. Um, and it's almost like he's merging with this world and, and, and with a, a, a body similar to that of the people that live there. And um, so he starts to just uh, emerge in this world. And um, eventually the people in the city start to fight this invading force. And the, um, the narrator, who is part of this whole resistance, or this, this um, defense of the city, is sent to a watchtower to signal if this army gains access to the city itself. And, um, but once he gets to this tower, he sees Polaris in the sky. And again, senses it as a negative force. And um, it actually, in this world, is able to speak to him. And, uh, and it, it gives this little poem, which is just about da darkness and, um, and forgetfulness. And uh, so, and then, of course, death. And, um, but he's unable to figure out what it means. And he ends up in this world, in this dream world, where he somehow now has a physical form, he falls asleep. And he fails, of course, to do what he was ordered to do, which is signal if the, if the enemy army is invading the city or not. And once he wakes up again, he finds himself back in his house by the swamp. And, um, but now he's con convinced that this life, which was his original life, is just a dream that of him and that from that other life, basically, that he is now stuck in because in that other world, other world, he can't wake up there anymore, basically. So, really amazing story there. Um, just this idea of traveling between these dream and or what worlds are dream worlds and what worlds are right, real, and the difference between the two or the similarity. Um, just points at that, the way some dreams, I think, especially when it comes to uh, what we call paranormal dreams, where it's out-of-body experiences or um, glimpses of other times or places. Um, how do we know that we're not there in some way? So, um, another amazing story. and. Uh, really was was a good one um of course all these stories are written so much better than i can i can um summarize them so um but yeah just an amazing story there and uh so that's the second one that we're gonna go through here that we went through here um thank you all for being here this is this is i'm glad you all enjoy me reviewing these stories because it's um it's not the easiest thing to do, but I, I do enjoy trying anyway. Um, this next one is called The Very Old Folk. And um, this one takes place in, apparently, a version of ancient Rome. And uh, it's a recording of a dream where the, the, the narrator is a Roman military official. So this is a dream. But it's a realistic one. It's almost, again, 
seems to be similar to like an out of body or maybe even like a past life um past life memory somehow or experience or even just a separate life experience um so because this narrator is not from that time but he, he has this dream about this experience so um this is near a place called Pompeo which is uh it's um historically also known as Pompeluna in English so um but anyway this is apparently near or in okay it's in Spain according to the resources here and um so this um, narrator has this dream of being in this place in Spain. And in this world, the countryside um, is always, every year is always um, uh, invaded by people from nearby that live in the hills who then kidnap citizens and perform different rituals um, once a year. And the narrator wants to lead a military expedition to... Um, basically eliminate this this menace to the area and um and so because at one point um there there is this altercation between uh, a group of these people that who visit the town to um barter for supplies and the people that live there and some of these people from the hills are killed in this fight and so um so because of this, the the um, Roman military is mobilized to uh, go after these people. And uh, but when they do, and this is where one of these stories is pretty short, they're um, once they go after these people, at one point um, there is this rush of uh, sounds of drums, which are they've been quiet, but also there the whole time. And um, at one point, the horses that have been left behind little ways because the path is getting too rough for them to travel anymore, um, the narrator hears them scream. And um, he goes back and finds that one of the people that was, that was left there to guard the horses is, um, was so terrified that he and apparently others were driven insane and then driven to apparently um, kill them, eliminate themselves. And uh, there was this, basically, this uh, presence that was all around everyone at this point. And a uh, cool, like a, a cool rush of air. And um, apparently there was this, uh, these, yeah, this, so this cool air and, um, moving around almost like like that of that being generated by wings by giant wings, and basically the story ends with this entire group of soldiers being uh, killed by um, something unknown, basically. And uh, of course, when this happens, the narrator wakes up and says it was the most vivid dream they'd had in years, and. Uh, so it makes you wonder if that was some kind of past life memory or experience or just some alternate life. 
um, there. So, and uh, brings questions as to what happens when you pass, if you, or even when you sleep. Do you some sometimes do people? Um, you hear about this sometimes. People have dreams where they're another person in some other place, and they go through days or even longer in this other life, and then they eventually wake up, and um, it's all real to them. And they even sometimes, in some of the stories I've heard of these paranormal-like dreams, they uh, they miss the people that they knew in this other world because to them that seemed like they seem like real people, and we really don't know for sure that they weren't, and that these people having these experiences weren't somehow there. So that's I think um, this is of course a horror story based on that concept, as far as I can tell. This. As far as um, at least that's what it makes me think of anyway. So, um, that's it for that story. Yeah, see, I, I figured we'd be able to get through these stories pretty quickly. Um, I already got three done, five more to go. So, um, this next one, and I'm not sure how exactly I say this, but the title is Ibid or Ibid. And it's this, um, what's really neat about this one, and let me see here. Um, there's a couple of stories here near the end. This one, and then another one I'll get to later, that are somewhat, they're actually meant as parodies of um, basically just almost like dark comedy stories. And um, this is a, so it's a mock biography of a Roman scholar who's, um, let's see here, who um, was a, uh, uh, what was it? Let me see here. Greek scholar, okay. Whose writing was um, known throughout the area. And, uh, uh, and of course, this is a uh, Roman scholar. So this is, again, going back to those times. And, um, and about actually, not only that, it's about his skull after he passed, who went through this chain of people that kept it and or took it from each other over over across time, leading up to the modern day. So it's sort of this um almost like a story of a relic and how it was perceived of or by uh, perceived by different people in different positions throughout time and. Uh, and until it was eventually lost and, and found again over many, many years. So there's not a ton to this one. It's just this idea of um, objects and the significance that we give to them. and uh, Or we don't, in some cases. So this is one of those I knew we would pretty much get through really fast, because there's not a ton to this one. But still, I would definitely recommend reading it. It's, it's um, very... Uh, it's a neat look into this this kind of a version of a story or this type of a story, the parody, um, and uh, especially as as told by Lovecraft. So again, this sort of this dark dark comedy story. And uh, funny enough, it ends up in um, it goes through the U.S. It starts off in in of course in Rome, 
but uh, over the, the the decades and centuries, it goes ends up in Salem, Massachusetts, and Providence, Rhode Island, ending up in in the end of the story anyway, in Milwaukee, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. So, not much to that one except it's just the writing of it is just amazing, and definitely recommend it to everybody. <clears throat> so let's see here. Going on to the next one it has an odd title, but uh, I, th- I think it's also another one of those um, those parody stories. Yeah, Derek here in the chat says some some say that secret societies will steal the skulls of famous thinkers like that. Oh, okay, that may be part of the story that isn't even exactly written in so many words. That may be why it was. That may have been like part of the point of that story. Um, yeah, huh? Thank you for that, Derek. That's a good, good bit of information there um, to add to that. So, um, but yeah, let me get back to the stories here. This next one, uh, the title is "Old Bug," and it's in reference to a character. And um, so, wait. Old bugs. I'm sorry. It's not old bug. It's old bugs. But um, it is a man. That's that's the focus of the story. So um, the story takes place back in in the times of prohibition in the U.S. And that is the times, of course, when alcohol was not allowed, and of course was therefore um, distributed illegally. There are what they call speakeasies, sort of, for um, people to consume alcohol. <clears throat> and this, so the story is about one of these places. It's known as the Sheehan Billiard Room in Chicago. And there's a um, there's a man that's uh, that visits this this place that uh, he um, he visits the place often and is known for. Drinking there, of course, as everybody else does. But sometimes um, he will sort of appear to get to uh, change his personality. His personality will change, and even some of the way, he, like his mannerisms and all that, and um, to where he appears to be not quite as um, rough as he normally is in terms of language and just his general demeanor. And um, so the story again is another short one. At one point, the um, a new a new new person comes to this place, and um, the uh, his name is Alfred Trevor, and uh, the um, so this guy shows up here, and uh, old bugs tries to convince him not to make the same mistakes he did and eventually um while doing this and after doing this and after basically nearly starting a fight this guy basically passes away within this building now turns out the summary is not the best here that they have in this article um there's a connection between um this man who just passed and this trevor turns out it's um their um relatives but they don't even know it in the story so it's very well done and 
much better than I can describe there again. So, um, just an interesting short little story there. A lot of these are just shorter than even the other ones I've reviewed before. Um, but it's just sort of that that paranormal aspect of other personalities somehow showing up, um, or even other aspects of a person fading and then then reappearing, given the difference, um, given the situation changing or whatever. Um, so just a interesting glimpse at that kind of idea in that story. Now speaking of the parody, this is this next one is again another one of those. Um, and I'm not sure how you say this. Sweet Ermengarde? And this is a, um, it's a short, again, comic or parody story. And there's really not much paranormal in this one. I I don't have much to say on this one, except it's just another dark, somewhat dark humor, almost written in the style of an old play. And, um, and so regarding true crime and somehow that the idea of reality being stranger than fiction in regards to um, crimes and uh, psychology and just the way people's minds work and how they will do different things even when you might think they would do one thing, they do another. So there's not much to this one to review. Um, but. Uh, so yeah, this is a this is a, a fun one to read. I definitely recommend it. Um, again, I just don't have. I knew that that would be the case with a couple of these stories here. There's not a lot paranormal going on that's paranormal in that one, except for just the way sometimes reality is. Just it seems even more odd than some of the paranormal encounters you can hear about. So um, sorry, I don't have a ton on that one there to talk about with you all. But that's how it goes with some of these stories. Um, and the same with the last one here. Again, this one is called Re uh, um, A Reminiscence of Dr. Samuel Johnson. And this, again, is more of a psychological, a story about psychology and people's, um, the way people act. And uh, so, yeah, there's not a ton of this one to talk about. Um, so I think I'll just move on from that one. Again, um, check out. Um, if you want to look look up any of these stories, you can look them up online. A lot of stories I, I've um, Derek and others have pointed out before that you can find a lot of these stories uh, on free online in various places, um, even like an audio format on YouTube. So, um, but I also this I got this audio book, and it's the complete fiction of H.P. Lovecraft, and it was like five dollars for. 47 and like almost 48 hours of content and all organized like all in in a um one place you know just um one one website basically <clears throat> so for that price for that much content um i didn't mind paying that much for it but um but yeah so a lot of neat stories in here this last one is Another, again, another one that is there's not a ton to talk about here, but it just goes over the the uh, supposed history of the um, Necronomicon, this this book that is talked about in a lot of Lovecraft stories, um, and it, and it talks about how 
this book has been around in in this fictional world for many many years and um how certain people who would would um read it would just basically go insane after reading it um of course while others would not and it would, it would you would, there'd be various results um but uh so again there's not too too much on that one but there's just it adds to that folklore or that mythology regarding that book which is the source of so many different um paranormal activity or paranormal events within many of Lovecraft stories so um again that's all i have for that one just again just a reference in a way um and uh yeah that's all i had for all these stories here um again a very a very good book overall there are definitely some antiquated ideas about people and um and about different people of course there's some unfortunately there's some um a little bit of more than a little bit in, in different places bits of um the uh, race racist kind of views that lovecraft appeared to have um but i've i really learned a lot about just <clears throat> horror and the paranormal and fiction thanks to all all those stories there's really a lot there if you just kind of skim over the stuff that's not so great and just focus on the paranormal aspects i mean i i even do that with um Stephen King books. Not that there's anything racist, racist in there as far as I've seen, but just a lot of like, of course, with Stephen King, there's always in every book, there's always at least one or two um, sex scenes in there. And it's like, I'm not that interested in that. But, um, but again, I still read the books because they're still, the rest of them are amazing and the ideas in them are amazing. So um, again, it's not that I approve of the things. It's just that I'm not going to let that stop me from, um, taking in these ideas of these these different paranormal concepts. So, um, but yeah, really amazing book overall. Um, yeah, Darkhold. That that sounds yeah. Derek's posting a comic book. So the, um, in Marvel, he says the Darkhold, which is this um, book of a book of magic, book of ancient magic kind of thing. Um, is based on Lovecraft's Necronomicon. So, um, yeah, and that's true. That's that's possible as well. Uh, I think you're definitely right on that. It seems like that. I was reading it. Um, Dawn in the chat says, I think everyone uh, had those views back then or certain words were just acceptable. Yeah, I think a lot of people did for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think that's part of it as well. And, uh, yeah, so there's, I think you can still you can acknowledge those things that were not, maybe not right, definitely not right, um, while still taking in the ideas that are useful today in different ways. Um, so yeah, that's all I have for the show. Um, thank you all for listening. And um, again, next week, next Wednesday night, Thursday morning, there will not be a live stream, but there will be a show that comes out um, not long after that. You know, within the next, within that Thursday morning, and uh, and of course um, tomorrow I'll be back uh, with true paranormal stories from the web. 
uh, on the next episode of Salcedo Paranormal. Take care, everyone.